check one two what's up how you doing hey slow down there slow down because i'm recording you guy i just want to let you know right off the bat watch what you say (laughs) it's big will from heavy hole podcast and i'm here with rick habib uh my guest co-host uh a longtime member of the heavy hole team how you doing rick hey how's it going there will good morning good morning to all yeah that's right we're starting early uh for for the list like there's listeners who probably like Get the feed on every Friday and listen to it at different times of the day, according to their schedule. And this is this one's for the early birds out there going who go to work and listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, that's why we're up bright and early, crack of dawn. Crack of dawn, yeah, cr- cracking it in, man. Uh, I got my coffee, I got my water. We're, we're good to go here. Um, I ate one banana, so I'm mm. I'm okay, man. Um, Get that what potassium? Is that what that shit is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I look like I eat bananas all the time. <laughs> I, I look like I ate a few too many. I look like 10 <laughs> pounds of bananas in a five-pound bag. But, Rick, <laughs> enough about me. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. A little uh, little this, a little of that, a little tired, a little, you know, you know how it goes. Okay. At this age. A little, little of the wake-and-bake action. Banana, oh, yeah. Banana uh, berry OG. We're, we're doing that. We do, always do that every day. All right, yeah, that that must be what you're doing because you're, you're sending me some wacky suggestions lately, lately in my in my, in my inbox. Uh, <laughs> some yeah, yeah, some crazy death metal bands we're gonna get into later. Good, um, good. I, I got I got a show announcement though. Mm. I wasn't able to get it in on last week's episode. The texts were coming in, and I was I told Tom I had a secret. Big shout out to Tom and Justin. Um, there's a show going on. You may have seen, and there's like a Staten Island connection. Allegedly, oh, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, allegedly, there's a Staten Island connection here. We're exploring the um, the the, the, infor- the information we have. Uh, November twenty seventh. Uh, it's a family affair. The Sunday after Thanksgiving at Amityville Music Hall. Um, nothing says family like Amityville. Am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We got um, a band. Have, there's a young band, uh, young young people in the scene. Festergore from Staten Island. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, I am. Oh, oh, sorry, underground guy. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I got my finger on that Shaolin pulse. Oh, what, what's up with these saying? guys? You seen them live or something? No, no. I've only uh, seen them. Uh, heard a couple of tracks from the torturous inception kind of connection, like oh, Staten Island, and then. So that that name pop up here and there, that's basically it. I really haven't dove into them too much, but I, I'm I'm going to that show, so all right, familiarize. Okay, sweet. All right, so I I got to catch myself up to speed. I figured you would know. Um, of course, Afterbirth. Uh, we're gonna be playing. Yeah. We're we're gonna get the whole gang together for Thanksgiving. I'm gonna I'm gonna dish out cranberry sauce while I'm doing vocals. It's gonna be crazy, <laughs> dude. Fucking do it. Yeah. Man, please bring a a, a a what do they call it? A cauldron of cranberry sauce and just dish it out with a big fucking ladle. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna That'd have it. Le- I'm gonna have it left over for Halloween anyway, man. We don't get a lot of right. trick or treaters in my neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> things are over. It yeah, seems like. yeah. I'm I'm dipping out ladles of cranberry sauce into their bags. I don't know why they don't come by, but. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, speaking of ladles of cranberry sauce, immortal suffering. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, they we we did speak to um, uh, uh, Leo, who was uh, a, a longtime member of Immortal Suffering for many years. Uh, since parted ways with the band, but he gave a little insight to that. Some of the special effects they used to use on stage. I don't think it was cranberry sauce, but I wouldn't blame blame you for thinking so. I don't think they do that anymore. But they still put on a killer show. Uh, Immortal Suffering is going to be on there, and we got to talk to Joe from Immortal Suffering and ring him up one day, man, and, and get his perspective on things as well. Uh, and of course. Here's the big kicker. Um, Thanksgiving weekend. Everybody loves a happy ending. 
Tyler's back in torturous inception. Oh man, we yeah, we yeah. talked you and I think you and you and me talked about it a little while yeah, ago. We did. We had the update. We, we had the interview. Then we had the late breaking news. We covered it. Uh, Tyler's back in. Um, the other guy had to step down. So this is going to be their first show back. Uh, I think since probably 2019 with Tyler on vocals at Amityville Music Hall. Tor- torturous inception, November 27th. So we're happy to um to to promote that here on the Heavy Hole Podcast. Yeah, I'm just glad. I'm in the words of uh, uh, Brooklyn rapper Az. I, I just want to be there you know so even though tyler is a long island boy that's good for a long island show uh you got those two staten island bass bands hitting that uh hitting that amityville that day right you got torturous and uh, the um the other band we were talking about here who was uh <laughs> name well, escapes me at this point immortal sufferings uh from queens no, no, no. And the then, first oh, oh Fester Gore is from Fester Staten Gore. Island. I was thinking of Fester Gus for a sec. Fester Gore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, technically. It's a Staten Island heavy band uh, show, rather, which I'll be at as well, representing. It is. Um, see, from my perspective, Torturous Inception technically counts as a Long Island band. As long as you have <laughs> one member, I also <laughs> count Vomit Forth as a Long Island band for the same reason. As long as you got one person in there that's on Long Island, you're a Long Island band in my heart. I got gotcha, you. I got that's you. How, that's how I go. Well, I, hear I feel that, man. I'm not going to I'm not gonna argue with you. But you got to um, stay claim. I hear that. Man. <laughs> you got to stay claim. But, you know, another another area um, that's adjacent to Long Island in my heart in some ways. Um, and we talked about live shows. We're going to be going on the road with some people soon, Rick. Uh, New Jersey to me has always there's a, there's a kind of a, a symbolic uh, connection between Long Island and New Jersey there that we don't want to admit sometimes, man. I don't know. There's a lot of similarities there. We're going to be traveling through through there on our way down to Philly when we start our little tour supporting uh, the band Hath. Mm. Today, we're going to talk to Frank from the band Hath and get all the info on the band's history and uh, all that was promised. Their new album on Willow Tip Records as of this year. We already talked for the listeners. They might remember we talked to Pete Brown from the band Hath. Maybe I want to say it was probably over a year ago um, to promote their, their, their last album of Rotten Runes. So right now we're going to get into it on all the new stuff. This is Big Will from Heavy Hole Podcast, and I'm here with Frank Albanese. It's Frank Albanese, right? Yes, yes. All right, welcome to the podcast, Frank Albanese, guitarist and vocalist of New Jersey's Hath. How you doing, Frank? I'm doing good, man. It's good to be here. Hell yeah, man. It's good to have you aboard. Uh, longtime listeners of the podcast might remember we had your bandmate Pete Brown on um, some time ago now, and I, you know we were probably talking about your um, first album of Rot and Rune uh, at that point. Right now, we got you back because uh, everyone should know by now that all that was promised is your brand new album on Willow Tip Records. It's been out for a few months now. Um, you guys have been do- doing the rounds, promoting, and all that sort of thing. And um, full disclosure, shameless self promotion. Uh, I do have the uh, honor of um, uh, opening for you guys in Carrion Vale with my band Reeking Aura on a few dates coming 
coming up in November, and we'll get into all that, man. Um, but before we before we get into all that crazy modern stuff and current stuff, I got to get into your background a little bit, like we always do on Heavy Hole Podcast. And I know from my research um, with your interviews in Ghost Cult Mag, uh, the BTL podcast, uh, Metal Omania on on YouTube, and, and other interviews you've done, that a family friend actually taught you a song on guitar um, when you were probably around nine or ten years old, and that was the first kind of kickoff into anything musical. Is that fair? Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. It was uh, man, it was I think it was Lola, uh, it was Lola by the Kinks. I was going to ask what song. That's interesting. Okay. Random song, right? Okay. And this family friend, they were a musician themselves, obviously. Uh, Yeah. They, I don't really remember much else about them because, I mean, shit, I haven't seen them in like 25 years yeah, or so. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay. And then you get the bass guitar for Christmas um, shortly thereafter. And when you fall in with a group of friends, uh, in, in like a, a young, you know, a band when you guys, I guess, are, are still early teens, somebody suggests you play guitar and that's when you really start getting getting into guitar, right? Yeah, I was kind of like forced into it, but <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess this is just who I am now. It's funny because most interviews I do, it goes the other way where this comes up. It goes the other way around where someone started playing guitar and they were forced into playing bass because all their friends already were, were the guitarists <laughs> of the band. Yeah, that's usually it. Like it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, and what else is interesting too, is coming from that perspective, you have a pretty musically expansive band in terms of guitar and composition, but we'll get into that. Um, now I know you, you were in the band, uh, I believe it started out as total ruination and and ended up being, uh, Hadian rain. If I got the, 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 the name, right. You're like the only person who 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 has, yeah. <laughs> Hadian Rain. Okay, from New Jersey. Uh and your drummer AJ Vienna was also in that, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he started playing with us around 2008. Yeah. Okay, because this for for people locally and also for fans of brutal death metal, we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast and who bear with me through all the more experimental and progressive stuff because they want the bare bones, guttural, brutal stuff. Um, Haiti and Rain is a really good band to not overlook. You had uh, a full length and an EP, 2010's Insufferable Torment full length, and then 2011's Abominations EP, um, both of which are really brutal, but I, I would you know competent. Um, brutal kind of East Coast style death metal for the time. I don't know if you want to maybe comment on how you got into that band. Was that where you met AJ? And was that your first experience playing death metal? Uh, that was so. Those two were basically the same group, but yeah, that 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 just started as like our like high school group of friends, and it started out like we. I want to say the first two things that we learned were cut were covers of the misfits and some other stuff. And then we just like slowly like learned to play our instruments and just like, we're like, all right, so now we can play like thrash. So then we tried to play thrash for a few years and then it was like, Oh, now we're able to play heavier stuff. So it's like, we just constantly like learn new things. And then it was like, well, let's play that now. Uh, That's how we kind of like made our, our trip through that. And then uh, when we switched the name to hating rain, uh, I knew AJ from school. Cause uh, we go to, to, we went to the same school and he lived like, I don't know, maybe like on the other side of town, but uh, we like shared a class 
and uh, his he played in some other band who was pretty pretty good. So we were like, let's poach him. And then uh, he joined our band, and he 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 was just so good that he 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 kind of took us to a new level. And I remember ha- having to talk to him, ha- having to talk him into playing full ass beats because he he was like, I don't know if bands need to do that all the all the time. And I was like, well, it's cooler if they they, they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we did that for for a while. And then eventually it just turned into like, I think we ran that band into the ground uh, by playing the same, but yeah, like play, play the same places over and over and over and just don't really, it was just a lot of unwise choices. And then eventually it was like, you know what? This has ran its course. Let's, let's step away for a bit. Well, and then uh, shout to, shout to championships bar and grill in New Jersey. That's right, man. We played there a million times. <laughs> all right, man. I, I mean, I'm just, when you, you know, you're talking about all I'm getting at is, you know, the last thing you said about you kind of ran that band into the ground, so to speak, is you guys were performing live in a very raw environment with a lot of um, a lot of rowdy shows. I would imagine going down o- over there. I mean, North Jersey, and I would imagine you probably worked with Gutter Christ, right? I think honestly only a couple times because uh, he his stuff was usually usually, usually a bit further north okay. than we usually played. Okay, okay. Well, I'm, all I'm getting at is that Nor- you know New Jersey is is kind of uh, infamous for having some pretty rough shows, um, some mosh pits getting out of hand, some stuff that you know that maybe is exaggerated other places. But I've seen some <laughs> New Jersey shows go nuts. Uh, no, there I- there 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 have been some like nuts shit, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so we'll we'll leave it at that, allegedly. But um, and a band like uh, Haiti and Rain, you know, I imagine you know you guys probably got some some pretty good mosh pits going and some pretty good reactions in terms of that. Whereas it was as Hath, I'm sure there is moshing, but there's also a little bit more going on in terms of musical dynamics. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was not often that we had a big crowd back then because we played too too often in the same 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 spots. So like. You know, we 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 uh killed the town basically, but uh sometimes when the shows were 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 great, it was fucking killer. That's great, man. Because like, it's great to bring that up because uh, something I always I always try to dip into like things you've learned along the way as a band, kind of professionalism, and with half in particular. Um, you know, you guys have had a certain trajectory in the last several years and with this new album in terms of performing live and gathering a fan base and the way you conduct yourselves in terms of um, a band and, you know, merch, social media, that sort of thing. There's a, there's professionalism that you garner along the way. And one of those, the first things you learn, I feel like, as a band that starts playing live is not to saturate yourself in the same area uh, month after month after month. You know, there's a, there's like a, there's a thin line between opening yourself up in the region and opening for, for, for some good local bands and getting your name out and just wearing yourself thin, you know? Oh yeah. Like there's a lot of bands who, uh, like, I don't know how it is all over the country, but, but like, like here, you just generally can't play the same place over and over and over too often because people will say, Oh, I'll just catch them next time. (laughs) I'll just catch them next time. That does happen, man, and I think I might have found myself over the years saying that about one or two bands. But um, 
Uh, so, so like you said, you guys kind of ran that band uh, into the ground. You, but you, but you also got a lot of uh, experience, I'm sure, just in terms of playing shows, being on stage, gear, what to do, what not to do, that sort of thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We played with a lot of like larger touring groups because of that, and uh, just just like from them, and just through, through all that, we learned a lot of things, like about like what not to do. And stuff like we 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 made a lot of errors along the way, but that's how you, that's how you you learn. Yeah, of course, man. So now, from what I got, you guys, and from what I remember too, from what I interviewed Pete, um, you guys all kind of came together as half more or less when you were in college. Is that is that true? Um, it's kind of a mixed bag. So like me, me and AJ, we never went to college but like him and i just like kept playing but pete um his band they started they started in college together and i met pete through my fiance who may be my wife by the time this airs but uh they met she 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 met him in his band and then that's how i met him uh and i want to say so me aj and greg we started half kind of on our own and pete was a friend of ours and we just eventually just brought pete in okay got it and um i also know like i said from those other interviews uh that that you've done i know that originally you kind of just recorded the vocals you were considered yourself more of a guitarist and it was more of a studio project to begin with you put the vocals down on it um then after putting the project the the original um uh, i guess it was the hive ep out willow tip um offered you guys a deal to put out an album and that's when you said wow i'm gonna have to start doing vocals and guitars at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah uh when i wrote the the songs for hive i was like this is just for fun like i'm done playing shows i've done this shit i'm just gonna put this out for myself and i was like hey guys like help me and then that's that's how they like joined that's how they joined in um but i was like i guess i'll do the vocals i don't want to like hire someone else to to just like come in and do them right and then uh i moved to ohio i was like i need a job and that happened and uh we dropped hive while i was in ohio and then a couple years pass and then shit happens and i start to move back to new jersey and during that process, like, like that, like three week span uh, is when the label label reached out. I'm like, well, shit, I just happen to be moving back. We can practice now and play shows. I'm like, shit, I got to do this now. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, from what I've heard you say in the past, it sounds like everything kind of came very together together very casually between a group of friends who created a cool project together and all of a sudden you you were like well we have an opportunity to to do something with hath let's run with it yeah it just perfectly lined up and it was like this is something can't really pass up like let's let's fucking do it so while we're while we're talking about the vocal thing um you know i i listened to i i reviewed i'll say of rotten rune you know over the weekend um and now i'm you know obviously i've been i've been listening to all that was promised and i kind of re-listened to that while i was taking the notes is it fair to say that there's like a big growth in terms of your vocals i feel like on this newer album maybe you were experimenting with some different voices or tones here and there 
um, that maybe we only got a hint of on the first album? Yeah, so a thing that uh, AJ and I like to do uh, since he records us, um, we like to just like screw around and just like try shit. So what happens pretty often is uh, I'll go, let me redo that, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try a new thing. And then just through that process, we, we just find things that sound cool. And uh, this time we were a bit more... Uh, I guess we had more time with this album than the last one. So like we, we just screwed around more and uh, like we, 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 we purposely tried new things to just see like what cool sounds we could get. And it's good to have the freedom uh, since last time. It, it isn't as weird to include those things now. And I think whatever we do after this, we'll feel more free to try more new shit because uh, you can't try too much new shit at the same time or else it just doesn't sound like the same band. Yeah. Yeah. I Sometimes you got to break people in gradually. You know, you, there's like, you don't want to pander to your, to, to, you don't want to ever be accused of pandering to anyone, even if it's your fan base, but you got to like um, respect what, what people have been supporting and what people have, have come to embrace about your band, you know, and, and kind of break people in slowly. Yeah. And, and like, sometimes there, 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 there are things that you just don't know you can do yet Mm -hmm. until you like, until you, until you try it. And then you go, Oh shit, I could have been screaming like that the whole time. And, uh, that's, that's, that's how a lot of the shit comes out is like, just screw it. Let's just try it again. We'll change it up. Yeah, man. Um, I, I I hear you, man. And there's there's a definite growth that you can hear uh, across like the three releases. Some something else too is like I I noticed in the songwriting. You know, you said you guys uh, obviously your drummer AJ Viana is the one who records you in his studios, so you have time maybe to elaborate and experiment with different takes on things. This new album sounds like there was a lot of time to do that i imagine some of that might have gone hand in hand with you know the same reason everybody had more time the last few years and it wasn't wasn't out playing live but um having a drummer or any band member who has their own studio what's that like compared to experiences in the past where you had like hourly recording studios and were you know kind of doing a a second party thing well i can tell you it's cheaper it's (laughs) like (laughs) by far by fucking far but um honestly part 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 of it was we had the album written maybe eight or nine months before we actually recorded it uh but he had clients just coming just coming in constantly so like he 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 was like i straight up don't have time to track us so like we just sat on it for that long and while we sat on it we just went all right let's add this change this cut this so like we, we made change cha- cha- changes to it for like nine months um and it just 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 because we had to wait uh so that was the only downside was uh he he's so good that we had to wait for uh, other people to go to go to go to him first okay i could see that i was like happen. that son of a bitch <laughs> I could see, and it also times out with, um, you know, the I guess a, a new a newer business. You know, you got to take on a lot a lot of clientele and yeah. um, those those you know nose to the grind. I guess, but fair enough, man. You guys got a great result with it. 
One more thing I wanted to ask from like a composition aspect with this one. You guys, I mean, from from the top, you guys have always kind of had this really big riff, lots of blasting, uh, kind of epic quality to a lot of your songs. Do you feel like maybe in terms of the leads, you guys showed a little more restraint with shredding on this album? Was Is that fair to say? And was that maybe conscious? That was kind of a conscious choice. Like when I, when we used to play in our old bands, we threw solos in all over the place. And then uh, with half, I was like, I'm tired of soloing. Like I'm tired of trying to come up with shit. So I'm going to try and do that less. Mm -hmm. And then, so, so we just like write less of them into songs, but uh, these tracks, we actually were thinking of more places to put them. And there were just like, it was like, I don't know where they fit. That would sound good. Uh, So I believe there's only three or four solos on the album. Uh, Yeah. But only in like three tracks or so, but uh, we, so like we consciously tried to do less, but then we actually did sit and think, could we put more on there? But there was just no spot where they felt natural. Mm. Well, like I- there, like uh, there's, there's, there's a spot in the first track that has a synth lead because we thought about putting a solo there, but it was like, it just w- doesn't feel right. So we threw that there instead. That, that's cool because that that also kind of speaks to why you have so many moments of atmosphere in the music maybe right i think so yeah like we we uh we care more about the overall feel of the song than like trying to put in like one cool part all right and well something else i've heard you say is that with the new album um which of course is uh all that was promised uh on willow tip records yeah. you guys had a, uh, a number of songs that kind of didn't make the cut or you had, you had a wealth of songs and chose specific ones to be on the album. So there's leftover songs that weren't recorded for this album, right? Yeah. There's maybe, uh, maybe like 10 more complete songs that we chose not to include. I, I've been in that position myself with, with many of my bands over the years where you're like, well, these songs are a little bit more grindy or these songs are a little bit more doomy or whatever the case is, however you want. Like, you know, you, you kind of break them up in whatever way. And um, all I would say is maybe if you want to let on this, at least, what are the songs that didn't make the album? Like, how is that a different vibe from the album in, in what way or what? How, maybe would you describe them in a specific sense? I don't know. I would say uh, there were several of them that kind of had the same feel as songs that we did keep, but they were just not as good. So it it, it was like, let's just take the stronger one Mm -hmm. or um, there were, there were a few that just don't sound like us. Like they, they they just don't sound like the same band. And it was like, this just won't, this just won't fit though. It's good. It, it, it just won't fit. Um, And there is, there's, two or three that we thought this is a good song that we could use, but there's something missing. Like, it's just not, it's not quite there yet. Like some things need to be changed, but we were like, let's just pick these nine that are good, that we know are a hundred percent fucking solid and deal with that first. So that, that's, that's kind of how, how, how we chose, but yeah, there's, there, there was still only two or three that are like worth keeping around and work, work, working on. Got it, man. Yeah, I, I know how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. And 
while we're on that, one more thing. You know, you guys have had song. I believe you've had songs that are up to like eight minutes plus here and there. You, oh, you, yeah. you know, you 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 write in a pretty epic epic fashion. Would you guys ever do? Maybe are there plans to um to do something where it's like you know you have a, a release and it's just all one thirty minute song or forty minute song or maybe a more expansive concept album. You know, lean into the prog more that sort of thing. Uh. We've joked about it, but I don't know if that's something that we'll um, like purposely do. It might be something that we write and then afterwards say, you know what? These all combined might make like one really good like piece of concept work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's not something I think we, we would sit down from the first step and try to achieve because like that's just not how we how we do do do, do things like we just like write freely and then afterwards like piece things. Okay, well, speaking of concept work, um, uh, that's a good segue for me here because I would like to also acknowledge that you used Adam Burke for the the cover art, um, not only of this one but also uh, of Rotten Rune, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's sick. His his art is so fucking good. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, people know I used to be an artificial brain, and and we used him for two album covers as well. I I always yeah. thought his work was great and. Um, recommend people look him up if they're not necessarily familiar. Uh, and if I got it right, of Rotten Rune um, was kind of what it was one of his pieces that was already done, and you guys saw it and thought it worked very well. Whereas the new one, all that was promised, was a commissioned piece based on the concept of the album. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I was nerd. I, I was nerd. I was very nervous to try that, but it turned out awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's what we did both times um, with him. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, when, when a band I, I was in worked with him. And, it, you know, yeah, you got to give the guy credit. Um, and he, he, I see a lot of his work out there. I'm always glad to see artists keeping busy. And um, it's something, you know, I, I got to make a conscious effort to incorporate more cover art and, um, you know, merch art talk into the podcast because I feel like some of those guys are the under underrated like heroes of the death metal scene you know if the art didn't look so cool death metal wouldn't be as cool honestly yeah like it's it's a huge part of the whole package yeah um a hundred percent especially now that people are getting more into the retro nostalgic thing and, and all that people hopefully will appreciate that more but um while we're on that you guys i should also mention now i'm um, speaking of segues while we just talked about that masker merch uh, has an online store for you guys now and is working with you guys if people are interested in seeing what you got in the way of shirts and, and that sort of thing, right? That's right. They can go there. There's uh, four new things we just threw up there a couple weeks ago. Um, we've got a few more that we're working on right now that uh, sh- will be a few months from from now too. So like, we're trying to keep that shit fresh. So <laughs> everyone go there now and buy the stock up so we can restock it with Hell new shit. Yeah. I, I gotta say, one of the most fun parts of being in a band, um, through through all the all the through all the kind of you know the the bullshit you got to deal with, you know, on a business level and on a what you know you know there's difficult parts of being in a band, the, but t-shirt designs and picking out what kind of art represents your band is probably the funnest part for me most of the time when we're doing a new release or something. You, you like that? I I hate it. I, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe because I'm I'm uh, um. Uh, I'm I'm the obnoxious one of the band that's going to try to get my way. <laughs> Maybe that's oh why. yeah yeah. Let's see, I just think it's so hard to choose. Like oh, yeah, like there's yeah, so yeah. much shit that I like, and I'm like, we can't just like drop thousands on like every piece of art. Like 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 we 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 got to pick like one or two, and I'm like, 
Uh, but all of these are so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in love with, um, making up different, seeing what we can get. You know what I mean? Nowadays they got the allegedly tobacco grinders, you know, sometimes you put your art on those, but, oh, yeah, um, of course. but well, you know, and I was speaking of merch. Um, like we said, we plugged before, um, uh, my band reeking aura is going to be fortunate enough to be supporting you guys and carry and veil for a few dates, um, uh, coming up November 8th through the 12th. You guys have managed to get out there on the road. I understand you guys are a band that really can't tour as, as much, you know, like full time year round or whatever, but you guys have been able to get out there. And I noticed one thing you did was this RPM fest. Was that in Maine? Uh, no, that was in, uh, it was in like Western Massachusetts. Okay, man. Yeah, I knew it. It seemed like it was a pretty different, more rural kind of fest. Yeah. So they had it at a, uh, at a campground. I think um, I was told that it started as a, as a small fest in this dude's yard, like years ago. And it just grew and grew and grew. And so they had it at this large campground this year and it was laid out great like i loved it we had a blast uh i would do it again like it was a cool cool spot they set it up great and i was like they were professional as fuck hell yeah that's good to hear man because i saw you know i was looking at the flyer they had some um uh, of course, you guys and some other pretty uh, uh, respectable professional names in the metal. But sometimes you see these regional fests advertised on social media and um, it's, you know, 20 local bands that, that you know, no one's ever heard of and maybe one bigger band, which is great. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the, this was a pretty professional fest, judging by the flyer. And they had like camping and um, uh, wasn't there some, wasn't there like a, a gun range or something of that nature? Uh, I think that's the property that they had it on. Oh, but okay. that was not one of the attractions, as far as I know. <laughs> okay, 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 man. I'm, you know, maybe I'm bugging here. Maybe you know, maybe maybe I didn't drink my coffee this morning. But um, it, it still looked like a fun event, man. And the idea of like the kind of camping outdoor uh thing reminded me of those fests they have in Europe. Uh, that we always exactly to, like those know? like those things look like so much fun, and uh, I was like, this made me think think of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Have you guys been able to get overseas? Not not yet. Okay. Okay. Working on it. Working on it, man. Um, and that being said, we talked about the November thing. Do you guys have any plans for upcoming fests or shows beyond November, beyond what we've been talking about? Um, we're trying to do a bunch next year, but, uh, some of them it's too soon to find out. And some of them, we just don't know yet, Mm -hmm. but, uh, as soon as we know, we will share, share them, but here's hoping. Fair enough, man. Um, and, you know, what's, something else I just want to get from you is we talk gear on the podcast. I'm, a, you know, I'm a vocalist, so, you know, I, I, got, I could talk microphones maybe. But for the listeners and for my producer, Tom, uh, who know guitars and know gear and that sort of thing, uh, like we always say, we don't want you to give up any game or any tricks to the trade. But maybe if you want to talk about your guitar of choice, pedals, amps, anything that went into recording the album or that you really love to take with you live. Man, see, I am like so much not a gear guy. Okay, that we get that but, answer too uh, sometimes. Yeah, like like I'm I'm the I'm the least gear guy in the in 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 half. Um, but right now the guitar I'm using is an is a it's a 
purple and pink dra- uh, dragon burst. Uh, Ormsby. Uh, they're a company from Australia. And this thing is it's pointy and flashy as fuck. It's so like obnoxious. I love it. Uh, but the pedal that I use on tour, it, it's um, it, it, it's an old Line 6 uh, X3 Live, which nobody has or like has heard, <laughs> heard has heard heard heard, 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 heard heard of and i think if i think it's fucking great like it's it's so convenient it does all the shit that i need but uh everyone thinks like oh that thing's old and it kind of blows i'm like no 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 this thing's fucking great my tone is sick <laughs> but uh on 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 the album uh we use it's kind of it's kind of an hm2 clone uh that's 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 the secret to the sauce uh is that uh but we kind of like blend that in with a regular tone and uh that's 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 how it sits so well on the album interesting because yeah it's not doesn't sound overly hm2 like you know that nowadays that's a subgenre in itself yeah but like it, it's kind of like yeah. in between yeah, you could still use it um, as a, as an ingredient, not just the the total dish. <laughs> yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, it's the left hand wrath uh, bloodbath signature one, and I think there, I think he only made like twenty five of those, that's but cool. that's the one that we use. And there's a feature on it where you can like, like have it only be like some of the tone. And just like gent- like gently, just like turn turn it up or down. So like we we use that, and that it 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 helps. It's like like you you have that thick chainsaw, but then you can also hear the fucking notes. Like it's huh. it's it's got both both sides of it. It's it's so awesome. I I just love that thing. Best of both worlds, man. Awesome, man. Yeah um okay cool man you know before we wind down the same question i always ask everyone um to wind down i'm gonna ask you to recommend one older and one newer release by any artists you like uh metal or otherwise demo album ep anything it doesn't matter just something a little bit older and a little bit newer to recommend for me and the listeners to check out and then of course uh we'll give the opportunity to plug and promote anything i might have left out Shit! All right, all right. I haven't thought about the the uh, the, the 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 old. So uh, I'll start with with uh, with something new. Uh, some friends of mine uh, just dropped a split a few weeks ago. Uh, they are Putrescine and Cosmogear. I think I said that right. But they uh, they they just dropped a split uh, through Tridroid, and uh, that shit is fucking great. Uh, that's the newer thing I, w- I would say every, everyone should go check, 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 check out. Um, that's all f- I got to admit, I'm going to be real. That's all new names to me. So I appreciate that, man. We'll, we'll try to do some research on that. Yeah. So, uh, Putrescine is out of California, but Cosmogear, uh, that's K O S blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're, they're spread across, uh, the world. They, they got, people in multiple countries um shit what what's what's like an older thing that i think fucking rules um let's see i'm like scrolling through my spot 
driven by Spotify. You can take a second if you want, man. We could, you know, we could always edit. We blip blip out stuff with it whenever, you know. Oh yeah, so there's a uh, there's this French band, uh, Svart Crown. They just broke up like this year, but they dropped like four albums that are very good. Uh, they're blackened death with like a Gojira tinge. They're a really solid band, and uh, it's a shame that they broke up. But I'm excited. I excited, excited, excited to hear what they do next. But uh, their album, let's see, which one do we want to give? Uh, their album, Profane, is probably their best one. Okay. Yeah, Profane by Svart Crown. <laughs> Svart Crown. I got. I'm going to admit. Yeah. I've heard the name over the years. Maybe somebody played them for me, but I'm really. I mean, I'm, that's another band that I'm not familiar that I got to give a shot. Yeah, it's like groovy Black and Death. They're they're su- su- super cool. All right, man. Svart Crown um, and uh, Putrescine and Cosmo Gear, uh, two newer bands. I appreciate that, man. Now we talked about. Uh, your new album uh, with Hath, um, I we unearthed Hadian uh, Rain, uh, you know, much to your dismay. We, you know, <laughs> sh- big shout to New Jersey, uh, and um, you know, we talked about this upcoming, these upcoming dates, and that you guys are working on stuff. Please stay tuned for 2022. Um, anything else that I might have missed, or uh, you know, or any parting words for fans of Hath and listeners of the show? I mean, if people don't know, we're on shit. We're we're on you YouTube, Twitch. Twitter, Facebook, IG, uh, grab some merch, come to these shows in the fall because we can't tour too often. And uh, we got a great lineup with y'all. So I, I like I, I think it's a can't miss tour or short quote, short run. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just stoked to get out there and I'm stoked to see people on the road, on the road once again. Me too. I, I agree, man. And what I would say is that for for a band like Reeking Aura, it's a tour. For you guys, it's lunch because <laughs> we <laughs> we don't get out on the road as much as you guys, man. So we're you know we're we're treating it like we're gonna be away for uh, um a year going to Alaska, but it's still gonna be fun either way, man. Um, and hopefully we won't be too uh, uh greenhorn about everything, man. But I'll be seeing you out there on the road. And Pete, shout out to Pete. Just a reminder to the listeners if they want more info on half and um from from a different perspective, we interviewed your bandmate Pete Brown uh, some time ago. Uh, so it's a little dated, but they can go back and check that one out as well, man. Uh, Frank, I really appreciate your time, and I'll be in touch, brother. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'll see you soon. Thank you very much to Frank from Hath uh, for his time. We're looking forward to um, 
be having the opportunity to support them and carry and veil coming up november 8th through the 12th philly tennessee pittsburgh uh there's something to be announced still still getting rescheduled at that at that moment uh check back on social media follow all the bands um my bandmate from reeking or rick you're still with us right yeah, we're still here, man. There's that a lot. Very, uh, there's a, you have a smoke detector. There's a lot of smoke in the room there, Rick. What's yeah, yeah. I got a smoke machine going on. <laughs> I, I try to keep my my uh, room like a show. You know, <laughs> I like, love it with the colors, the lights. You got like smoke. like in Home Alone. You got dummies floating around dancing. You got a, you got a <laughs> yeah, big line yeah. for the bedroom. <laughs> I like it, man. You never get lonely. <laughs> yeah. uh, I never get lonely with my with my guest co-host here. Thanks for joining me, Rick. And Rick, hey, you, absolutely. you made it, just like Frank made it easy on me um, with the interview, you made it easy on me today because you brought in a couple of recommendations, uh, both of which I enjoyed, man. We're going to get into them. Um, Good, uh, I'm going to let you introduce the the, the band. Uh, let's, let's go with the first one from yesterday that you showed me. Oh, geez. Which one was that? I don't remember in order of... Uh... Well, the, uh, all right, I'm talking about floating from, oh, floating. from gotcha. uh, Uppsala, Sweden, with the Waves Have Teeth, which you, you, yeah. you shot me a little Bandcamp link to. Yeah, that one took me by surprise. I don't, I don't remember where I even heard that uh, name recommendation. It was probably from uh, some Reddit thread or something. I've, I've been delving into Reddit lately with the the bands and stuff. You know, just checking out stuff on there. All right, it's, be it's good. Be and, careful, you know, but be careful. Uh, yeah, so. I dove into this band and they're a Swedish death metal band, but you know, they're not like, you know, it's, 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 it's different, man. They're, they're proggy and, 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 and punky. They I, got some punk and, and shit that you hear right off the bat. It's weird, man. Right. I know death metal and punk sometimes, it, you know, sometimes it'll intermingle, but uh, it, it, it sticks out in, in, in a way sometimes. And, and the melodies these guys use and the harmonies, it's all good. I, I love it. I, I really liked it. Yeah, man, it's um, it's Swedish death metal. I think only if you if you if you're defining by region, because it definitely doesn't. That's have... where they're from. Yeah, don't sound like. Yeah, it. yeah, there's some dark moments, but they remind me more of some of the classic Finnish bands that I go on and on about. Um, because there's some real dark death doom happening, but it's in like this right. different context. Um, real clear. I, I, I took a couple of notes to this one because it's really interesting stuff. Um, <laughs> it kind of sounds distant and atmospheric, but at the same time, airtight and catchy. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they have a way yeah. of, of, it has like this kind of like complicated technicality to it that has somehow been boiled down to still be catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's some, yeah, it sometimes comes back as like old finished death metal darkness and stiffness, but, uh, the production, I think just, it, it, and, and maybe the, 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 the drumming and the rhythm aspect keeps, keeps it so very, like maybe that'd be, that's where you're getting maybe the punk and the more rock aspect from. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's very like driving, totally. like rock music almost in a way mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. all of its complicated uh, um, atmosphere. And, you know, it's very sad. It's very doomy and dark. And also there's like a melancholy to it, man, which is that maybe that's kind of some of this, the Swedish, you know, death metal influence, if any here in terms of genre. Um, Especially that last song um, is kind of more like you would like a sad kind of epic piece uh, more mellow than the rest of the album. Uh, it's almost 10 minutes long. It's a great way to end the album, I thought. Yeah. A different aspect yeah. of, of different side of things, too. 
Definitely, man. I feel like bands have been exploring the whole dissonant thing, and um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not putting it down. There's still lots of great work coming out, and lots of great albums that have that I've been part of, even that that have explored dissonant death metal. But I think now it's coming to a point where that's been such a thing that maybe people are starting to take it and twist it into its own new subgenre from that, or take it back to basics in a way with some of those guitar techniques, and um, and even slow things down and put it mm-hmm. into like a doomier sound like you were saying you know you yeah, don't always have yeah. To be blazing fast dissonance it could just be slower and the chords can ring out more and ring out on this crazy sound um ryan from our band is good with that shit you know what i mean yeah i i guess yeah i, th- I think what i'm trying to say is that they're i think they're taking um taking a lot of the the more forward-thinking influences in, in heavy music in terms of dissonant metal or whatever you want to call it and maybe reshaping them and, and uh, you know, readapting them into something different here. Really interesting album. Yeah, that's cool, man. It, it looks like it just came out September 13th, so it's only been out a couple of weeks. It looks like there's only two people in this band. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it again looks independently released on Bandcamp. I grabbed it on there. Beautiful. It doesn't look like they have any uh, CDs or anything available. It's just the digital. Th- that's interesting too. I didn't realize it was just a two-man band. Yeah, um, it looks like it's credited to Arvid and Andreas, the two uh, apparently uh, members of this band here. I I always had like I was I, I was thought it was interesting when uh, there was only two members of a band or you know because it's you have that streamlined songwriting and idea you know stream that goes on these there's there's kind of a very singular vision that goes on but there's still a little bit element of collaboration there. Mm-hmm. Cool man. Um, maybe I'll ask Tom to uh, pop them in right now. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Shout out to Tom and Justin and uh, Dave and Sam and all the extended uh, Heavy Hole podcast team here. Um, Rick, you 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 popped up this morning. Um, did mm. you want Did you want to shout out that zine? What was the zine where you, you found it? Because you found another band we're going to talk about. Yeah, that zine uh, just contacted us. Uh, uh, contacted us by by us. I mean, Reeking Aura this morning. I don't know where where they're from. It's called the Bowels of Perdition Zine, mm. and. Um, it looks like they've just started because I went to the site and there's a few few interviews, a few reviews, but it's very well written. The questions seem to be uh, nicely crafted. And I just happened to go to the, the bottom of the page just to check out the first, uh, excuse me, the first interview. And it was by a uh, to a band, Heaving Earth. And they were, I quickly just read through a couple of the questions. They had a new record out. I went to Bandcamp, checked out the record darkness of god it was called yeah brand brand new album it came out this year may i believe and yeah so yeah i i said oh shit i just heard this record the- and i sent it in the reeking or group text because we were talking about 
some other some other albums and i diligently checked it i thought Good. i want i wanted to i wanted to see is this something i should share with the heavy hole podcast listeners yeah. and this is a great death metal album this mm. is um, i want to get behind this this is um uh heaving earth from prague it's pronounced yeah the country um i'm not not trying to sound stupid <laughs> i just am <laughs> heaving earth from prague with their album darkness of god uh, their third album since third 2010. Album. Rick, you now I I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna put you on the spot, but I know you didn't have time to read this extensive bio. I did not. Camp. I didn't yeah. read. There's didn't a lot notice there. Notice a bio. Yeah, There's okay. a lot there. Nice. There's a lot there. Nice. There, I I like this because, and I'm not saying they do, but it sounds like they have beef. It, <laughs> internal or internal beef or beef with others beef here. beef with other ba- beef with poser bands in the death metal scene oh and oh, all i'm gonna cool. say now this is just parody we actually support mm-hmm. this band and want you to listen to them and buy all their shit and we love this band but this whoever wrote this bio deserves an award this is a well-crafted well-written bio and the bio is just as brutal as the album, and you don't always get that in death metal. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people say like, "Oh, I like the guitars and the drums, but I don't like the vocals." A lot of times, you'll have like, "Oh, I like the album and the art, but the bio didn't do it for me." You know? <laughs> yeah, they skip on the bio. I'm known for doing that too. Two, two lines. If you'll indulge me, Rick, for a second, I think you'll, you and the listeners might understand why this tugged at my heart. Here we go. This is the official bio uh, as as written on the Heaving Earth Bandcamp page. Far too often, we are asked to settle for the mediocre and uninspired. To accept that our existence will be a miserable slog of a -a workaday tedium. This is the expectation foisted upon us by life in the 21st century. And sadly, too many artists and scenes that are supposed to embody the spirit of extremity and opposition to trends are happy to oblige shitting on them. Prague's heaving earth is not among them. Mm stand out i i have to agree since their crushing 2010 debut diabolic prophecies and through the blistering 2015 follow-up denouncing the holy throne heaving earth have pushed the envelope of intensity and creativity in their style of Cathanian death metal now after a seven-year wait with a new recording lineup they have returned with darkness of god an album that represents an unprecedented evolution for death metal Wolf. <laughs> and nothing less and nothing less I, I would shit, add and nothing dude. less darkness of god from the opening doom infused reverberations and sudden blasting onslaught of violent gospels ordination of the holy trinity to the dizzying lead melodies of instrumental earthly kingdom of god and runes to the unnerving clean guitar strums at the close of woeful redemption they even describe the clean guitar parts mm. as mm. like brutal is an album that abhors comfort and complacency every riff slithers warps and twists through <laughs> through multiple iterations before flowing seamlessly into the next every song is a distinct experience in its own right yet fits perfectly into the greater mosaic of the album's 49 minute runtime. while most of their peers are content to write songs as collections of disparate riffs with a tenuous sense of continuity shitting on them heaving earth have mastered the art of cohesive yet challenging thorough composition and through the band is unafraid to explore any avenue for inspiration and employs dynamics to tremendous effect they never cross the line into gimmickry and always remain firmly committed to the essence of infernal death metal shitting on these other bands one would be remiss no rick it's not over buddy they kill pose this man this this is like bolt thrower tier poser killing yes one would be remiss 
not to mention the production work of Andrea Petuccio of Ad Nauseam, which impeccably captures both the ferocity and unpredictability of the album with a mix that makes every detail of the instrumentation easy to discern and a DR10 digital master that rejects the loudness war standards, Fuck. Shit, which have turned so many metal albums in the digital era into yeah. a brick-walled mess. Shit. Steadily shitting on This guy's got, whoever wrote this bio's got bars. They, I want them to drop a mixtape. Loudness war man that that's interesting shit though but i hear what they're saying for sure man you all right know, a lot of this shit is bricked out they got one last bar go ahead this is death metal for those who refuse to settle for pretty good quote unquote <laughs> this is death metal forged in the belly of the underworld this is heaving earth mm. shitting on them this is like this this is like 50 cent versus jaw rule tier beef in this bio i love it it's them uh, taking taking their 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 throne, basically saying, you know, we're the fucking the truth, we're the truth, and and everything else is just just false and garbage. So they're like, you know, putting it out there that that don't fuck with this band. I, I guess not. I mean, I don't know enough death metal bands from Prague. That's a hmm. scene we have to explore. Shout out to our listeners if we have any out there. Um, let us know in a voicemail if Heaving Earth is the is the real deal like this. I I here's the thing, Rick. I may have sounded a little sarcastic. Maybe I'm doing a little parody work here, but I would agree. This album, these guys put out a pretty killer death metal album. Yeah, Darkness of God slaps, by Heaving Earth. Yeah, right? that's what they say. Because <laughs> you know, I've only heard this record like once this morning, and it's pretty pretty much. It took me to to the to the site and i just bought it you know so now i got the cd coming to me okay and i believe it said uh the first run of cds is uh i i can't see it here uh it was it was some sort of black i guess the disc is black the disc itself like a you ever see an old PlayStation One game with a yes, the other side of yeah. the disc was was like black? I think that's what they're implying. The first run is like that. So mm. um, yeah, I grabbed it. So now, now I got to have that blast that shit on my 1990s Technique stereo. That's mean. That's a that's a that's a real subtle flex. I like that. That's yeah. mean. That's <laughs> the 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 the. the playstation black cd that's interesting yeah that's, these, that's a nice one yeah I these like guys that. are contenders i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my eyes on heaving earth i Good, like that yeah I like the I like name to, i like to I like bring everything. that to the uh, forefront for you and i want to know who wrote the bio to be perfectly honest is this a pr company is this a member of the i band? was wondering that too it's got to be i think it's got to be um either uh thomas or martin the two two guitar players one of those dudes definitely wrote that shit because they're very passionate about the music and the probably guitar players probably wrote that music i don't know i i have a feeling it's one of those two gentlemen oh drums recorded by um uh julio galati of cosmic putrefaction shout out to cosmic putrefaction Ooh. All right, man. I no. In all seriousness, man, that's a great bio and a great album. It kind of has this um con the constant blasting and double bass, like spiraling stairways of of doom guitars going on. It's a real, yeah, like like just it, it sounds like they're building towers in hell. It's it's a really interesting, constantly blasting and a lot of a lot of interesting harmonics going on. I mean, it yeah, is man. it is a contender of a death metal album, but um, moving. Well, you know what. Tom, could you roll that beautiful beam footage?
thank you, sir. Uh, Rick, we're back. Um, so, Heaving Earth, great bio, great album. Moving forward, um, big shout to Frank from Hath. We appreciate him and his time today. Uh, we're looking forward to hitting the road out there in support yeah. of them and uh, Carrie and Vale. Uh, Rick, what else going on? Any other shows coming up? You were telling me about something coming up by you. I think it was like All Out War and Morpheus Descends or something. <laughs> um, no, actually, I, I don't. I don't think I was telling you. Oh yeah, uh, wasn't it that? What, that you. was at the, uh, the pinball, the, the pinball machine place, right at Rock Fantasy. Was that the Rock Fantasy show? I I think so, man. Was that pass already? Yeah. I don't. I, I have to double check. No, I I don't think it happened yet. I, I I'm not sure, but but yeah, there's a there's a spot up in Middletown, New York. I'm I'm not that close. I'm about an hour and change away, but there's a really nice store. Rock Fantasy, shout out to them. Nice, amazing pinball setup in the back. They have a ton of machines, all the good music machines. They got two Iron Maiden machines. And the record store in the front is great. And the head shop is good. It's a really nice fucking store. And I guess they're having shows there. As far as another show, yesterday I was able to procure my Halloween ticket for May of 2023. And I'm extremely excited about that. So that, that's what I'm up to as far as shows. I got that. Who, who's appearing on that show? It's Halloween and it's uh, Hammerfall, the the power metal band. Uh, wow. Opening, wow. Which I'm not familiar with, but I'm a big Halloween guy from my youth. What so about, uh, what about, what has that been? Stradivarius? Stradivarius. Yeah, yeah. It's all like that. You know, <laughs> it's not my forte. It's not my forte. I, I was into like, you know, Halloween and the offshoot was Gamma Ray because Kai Hansen from Halloween formed Gamma Ray. And those were really the two power metal bands that I knew. And I didn't really go too far beyond that. Personally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I got more I, just a Kai Hansen guy. I told you guys behind the scenes, man. I got a funny. I I um I got to fly out of the country. I got I got to go to Costa Rica for a family uh, reason, man. I got family down yeah. there, uh, and I was just. I'm not gonna have time to go on any heavy metal shows, but I wanted to look and see what was going on. I'm missing Obituary by about a day. I know I just missed Suffocation and Belfagor um by by like a, a few weeks. And uh, I'm looking. I'm looking to see what what else is going on. I know they. I, th- I think Hammerfall is going to be there eventually, or whatever. Wow. You know, in, in a few months. Get some good shows down there. Huh? You know who the one band I could actually catch on on the weekend because I'm only going down there for a few days, man. We got we got you know a tough family situation going on. But the one show I could catch on the Saturday night, I'll be there. Get, I told you the band, right? You remember, yeah. right? Striper. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, not obituary, not suffocation, not Belfagor. I, but I, if I want to go see Striper, I could go do that. That's great. Figure it out, man. Figure out a way to go there and catch one of the little little mini Bibles. I, I'm That's thinking. I, I I'm thinking about splurging, splurging for the whole family. I'll bring the whole family down there. Are they like hot now? Because I see them on festivals and shit. Like there was some. I, I don't know. I, there was some festival that just got announced. I think Priest was on it, and it was a big metal fest. Like legendary band Striper was on it. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want to pat myself on the back, but we did have our Christian metal episode a while back. Oh, I heard and- it. I heard that, but I, I, I wasn't aware that these dudes still like were the on the, on the uh, forefront. They, you know, I, I don't want to. You know, we never know the numbers, but uh, I think they might have got a little jump from us. Who knows, man? Speaking of Christian metal, uh, you got You got that Vengeance Rising first album, which I have. That's that's a great album, Vengeance. Beautiful. They were called Vengeance at the time, and then they changed it to Vengeance Rising. Okay. Listen to that album. Okay, man. What's, what's that all about, Rick? That's, uh, I would say, 
thrash borderline i don't let's say borderline it's just good thrash technical thrash uh awesome shit that came out like 87 maybe 87 oh, right. from where they're from the u.s all right man yeah there's a first lot- album is the best um from them there's a, yeah, a lot of, I'm going to try to, maybe I'll see if I can hit a record store down there. You know, you never know, man. Um, but I'm going to try to bring back some metal news of, of some sort to the listeners. But I thought, I just thought that was, you know, Striper, do I have to go see Striper in a different oh, country? To really I got to tell you a story about Striper real quick. Fuck it. May as well. I never told this story. Was, <laughs> this is 1980. I knew I was going to get it out of you. This is 1988, right? So I'm like 12 years old and we're going to my class is going on. A, I'll make this quick class is going on a school trip overnight uh, for like three days or something to like Boston or somewhere. We're going somewhere. And my, and my mother takes me to the mall and says, you can buy a few tapes here. Right. So I'm looking at tapes and I grab some Slayer tapes and I grab some. And I, I, I remember because we were in the S's. Right. So Sepultura, I grabbed some Sepultura and slayer sepultura and i had these tapes so it was beneath the remains wow uh it was uh and i and i had a dub of that who cares right but it was these tapes it was hello eights and shit like that hello eights and my mother who's italian right she says oh um okay so i don't i don't know about all the this right here so how about this band striper and it's you know the yellow and black attack and yeah. what was that album uh uh, the 1988 album God uh, to the uh, uh, fuck I don't remember man shout to John and Osgood just, she bought these records yeah. for me man and I had to take them on um, last trip with me but I had my backups you know what I'm saying I was like what are these fucking albums here and I couldn't you know <laughs> maybe the musicianship is good or whatnot but it wasn't my thing so I'm sitting here I said man I got these two albums here I, I threw them right in the garbage on the bus in the back of the bus <laughs> oh. and I listened to my dubs that I had I had wow. a little little satchel full of dub tapes from 1986 1987 wow, wow. Yeah. whatever did you yeah. lose those tapes in the flood uh well oh no I have in 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 the early to mid 90s by then I had hundreds of tapes and, oh, and man. you know originals and dubs and you know of course from tape trading over the years but I gave them uh in the early 2000s to to my guitar player Jody Angelo who I don't believe has them anymore unfortunately right. so that would have been amazing if he still had them but he <laughs> doesn't I was like, hey, Joe, do you still have all those tapes uh, that I gave you? I know you don't listen to them anymore, but you still have them? I can maybe grab them back. Nope, I don't have them anymore. So yeah. victims of like all my other shit that I had in my life, my my records, my albums, all gone. Well, now, in, in the words of Nas, you're living your second childhood and recollecting yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> 46 years old and starting to buy all the other shit I lost. Yeah, we got we got to collect metal vinyl. That's the most important thing to do with your life as you grow older. <laughs> it's probably it's a good retirement plan. Uh, now, yeah, yeah, apparently right now. <laughs> Discogs, yeah. uh, Discogs 401k. Um, yeah. uh, well, so what were, what were we talking? I'm sorry, Rick. Tom's going to have to edit this now, man. Um Striper. Oh, God damn it. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say big shout to that was because while you were talking, I want to say shout to our Christian metal correspondent, John Osgood. You can go back and listen to mm. uh, we did a whole Christian metal mega episode where we interviewed a longtime Christian metal collector and, and uh, follower uh, from right here on Long Island. And we gave you a breakdown of some of the more extreme, obscure Christian metal bands. It's uh, a topic we often uh, discuss here. We also uh, shout to um, uh, shout to. 
Dwayne Keith, um, uh, formerly Duke of Malicious Hate, um, uh, still out there with Vision of God Records. He talked a little bit about the Christian metal scene as well, just in case that's a topic of conversation that does interest you beyond my jokes about uh, allegedly maybe going to see them in a foreign country. You never know. Um, go. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll take <laughs> pictures if I can. Don't worry. But um, uh, something else you could do is you could also uh, follow us on um, all the social medias out there, the ones that aren't red flagged. You can go to uh, Patreon. we got the bonus episodes. Uh, we appreciate your support and your patience. We're going to have a few more coming down the pipeline for you. Uh, and also, you can go back and check out all of our past episodes. we got like two years' worth of a back catalog in case you're just catching up with us now. We've interviewed members of bands like Nocturnus, Internal Bleeding. We had Chris from uh, Chris Basile from Pyrexia on a number of times. Uh, Dave Witte of uh, Municipal Waste and Human Remains and all of his projects. We've had Colin Marston on a few times. Man, people go back and check out all of our back catalog. Rick, you actually, if people think that Rick is just my friend who comes here and plays a little guitar every once in a while and shows off a couple of demos, we did a whole episode with you um, yeah, we, ta- talking about doom metal, uh, and we did episodes talking about your history with Gray Skies Fall and your long-running, what was it, 30 years now? Oh, God, Jesus. No, not yet. It's 20, uh, 25 for, as of right now, 26 <laughs> in February. So, yeah, basically, I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm just saying, Rick, you've broken down 25 years of doom metal with us uh, for the listeners many times in the past. Yeah, um, we were we were also talking about maybe doing a, a Opeth retrospective. Remember, we were talking about that one day, uh, going down their discography. I think we were mentioning that, and that that might make a good uh, Patreon episode or something like that. And I don't know, a band we could pick a band and go go through the you know go through the discography, some some of that nature. I like where you're thinking with that, and with winter coming, we're gonna have to come up with some more indoor activities like this. So I, I, that's that's yeah. that's good, man. Yeah, light the fire. We could sit by the fireplaces and talk about. Uh, Records. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll chop some wood right now. I'll get <laughs> on. <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate Frank uh, from uh, Tom. Edit that out. We we appreciate Frank from Hath for uh, chopping it up with us today too, man. Um, that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put all that uh, all the all the all the the, the firewoods and the, the the sitting on the rug like Batman um, yeah. off uh, until after this tour we do in November, Rick, because we're gonna be yes. out there on the road like I said, November eighth through the twelfth, uh, Philadelphia, two dates in Tennessee, Pittsburgh, uh, and another Can't one to be announced. Yeah, follow Rick and Or on the so we got we got t shirts too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that TBA as well myself. It's like a, uh, you know, it's like a big mystery where we're gonna we're gonna wind up that day. I can't wait <laughs> where to we, find out how where we're we gonna drive, how far uh, we have yeah. to drive. Yeah, love but it. We, uh, Rick, you got shirts over there for sale. You got some Reconora T-shirts, don't you? Yes, we do. You got? Oh my God! Yes, your, uh, right. Your cat just well, popped in, bro. Your cat, your cat just snuck in the house. Is that oh, your cat? He's, he's a Chauncey. Yeah, he's back there. Okay. Yeah, that's Chauncey. All right. He hangs out up here with me. Just, just want, just want to make sure there was he wasn't straggling like the dogs, so he he stays away. All right, yeah, like Allison Chains said. Yeah, right. no, nah, he's he's a good guy. He's a good dude. Are you still running specials on those shirts up there? Yeah. Oh yeah, we have uh, right now. We have two reeking horror shirts currently that we're trying to uh, blow out for for this tour, so we can have some fundage uh, on our little excursion here. And um, we have a few left of our two designs right now. We have the original uh, uh, EP album cover in green. That was our first shirt we made. We have a few of those left. And uh, we have the brand new spider design for the new album as well. We're combining those two for like $34 or something of that nature. And that's a good deal for a couple shirts. Bing and, bong. Uh, they're, they're flying. I'm shipping them out. Bing Pe- bong. People want that. They go on Instagram, right? 
Yeah, uh, Instagram Bandcamp actually. You I'll, can I'll grab those on the Bandcamp. Part of my French. Uh, and, w- and what if people don't have any of that stuff? You got an email they could hit you with? Uh, yeah, we have reekingaura at gmail.com. If you guys don't have any of the social media, that's the place to hit us up. We'll get you them shirts. We got, And I got some new shirts coming down the pipeline, too. So, so even if you got those other shirts, we appreciate the support. We got new ones. We're going to keep you fresh all fall. Uh, yeah, this out, tour man. we're gonna have a nice we're gonna have a nice wardrobe available on our uh, at our at our uh, table. Yeah, at man, our merch table. That's yeah. That, yeah, that's true, man. I, I my my philosophy is make the merch table look like a flea market. You gotta have everything. Have some rolls of toilet papers and granola mm-hmm. bars, whatever you got. You know. Yeah, and I think next year, as we've been talking about internally, we're gonna step up the merch game uh big time with some uh, things that most bands don't usually have on their merch tables. We're gonna have some some cool shit. Yeah, we're gonna have a big blow up, uh, big will like a blow, a big, like, a, like a blow and up a doll. Big Sal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and Sal, two blow up dolls. You guys do whatever the fuck you want with those things. I would fight. I would have them fight each other, but you guys can do whatever you want with them. You know what I'm saying? It's like the snowman that you blow up on the front lawn around Christmas time. It's gonna, it's gonna be like one of yeah, with the big wavy arms and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be me in a cactus jack t shirt and sweatpants. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's no barefoot. It's yeah, it's real life, uh, mm-hmm. real life proportion, real real camel hair from my from my from my head, <laughs> and my and my shoulders and neck. <laughs> All right, man. All right, let me stop, man. Let me stop before I before I go because I'm really on one.